Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Road to the Oscars. Join us on this journey as we talk all things Oscars before the big event. The 92nd Academy Awards on Sunday, February 9th, 2020. So sit back, relax and enjoy Road to the Oscars. Hello. Hello. I'm Craig Fields. And I'm David Long. And welcome to The Road to the Oscars. It's our first in a series of episodes as we look towards the 92nd Academy Awards, which is on Sunday, the 9th of February, 2020. That's right, Craig. Believe it or not, it's now that time of year when we have to start thinking about the award season, which does, of course, culminate with the Oscars in Los Angeles in February. Last year's award season was a hell of a roller coaster ride, and this season has already begun with the Toronto International Film Festival in full swing. The London Film Festival around the corner and many, many more to come. So alongside our usual shows and film reviews, we will also be bringing you regular information, predictions and updates about the 92nd Academy Awards race. And that does indeed start today. It certainly does, David, and we have lots to cover. But firstly, it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome our very good friend, Ranjit Namra, to the show. And he's going to be joining us on this journey throughout uh, the next five months, I believe. Uh, So, Ranjit, hello. Hi, guys. You all right? Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's good. Um, you're going to be heading up also the Is It Worth It Cinema at Home stuff, aren't you, as well? I am indeed, yeah. We're going to be doing a bit later on, on this same day. Um, David... Where do we kickstart this show? Well, it's an absolute minefield, but what we're going to try and do for you guys on this uh, bonus episode is we're going to be looking at 13 films, 13 films that we believe uh, and the bookmakers also believe have a great chance of not only bagging a nomination for Best Picture at the uh, Academy Awards in February, but also potentially winning it. So we're going to highlight 13 films that we think um, could get a nomination and therefore being nomination will obviously have a chance to go on and win. And what we're going to do is the... Um, we're going to start with them in, in price order. So from what the bookmakers think is the least likely um, to the current favourite, which is Marriage Story. So we've got 13 films. We're going to touch upon them. We're going to let you know when they're out, who's in them, who directs them, what we think from the trailers, and uh, also tell you what other awards they've won or have been nominated for. Uh, and that does, in fact, kick off with a, a, a rank outsider that me and Craig have both seen a trailer for, but we really, really like. And it's that film called The Farewell. Yes. Uh, so this is a film that follows a Chinese family who when they discover that their beloved grandmother has uh, only a short while left to live, they decide to keep her a little bit in the dark and schedule this impromptu wedding to gather all of the family together before she passes Uh, and it stars Aquafina who plays a character called Billy and she's feeling like a bit of a fish out of water in her home country and struggles with the family's decision to hide the truth from from her grandmother and uh, we saw the trailer in one of the films that we saw a couple of weeks ago uh, i think it was just before we started uh the regular week um film review stuff and uh we were really taken aback by by this yeah, film. I, I was really impressed so i mean it initially it looked it looks like a really powerful film it looks very well uh acted as well and also it's a very heavy but relevant subject um i think one in four people uh will be diagnosed with cancer um in their lifetime and everyone knows someone who's been affected by cancer or who's passed from cancer my grand my grand passed away from cancer and immediately it is that you know it's that tough thing of knowing you've got a, a, an illness that is going to end your life and particularly a, a person of age do you tell them don't you tell them it looks to have a really powerful cost at the moment there's not a price so it's not officially um sort of in the betting to to be nominated for or, or to win an, a best picture but as soon as me and craig saw this in 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 the cinema in, in a trailer for it both of us sort of said this looks like a real oscar contender and i know already it's had fantastic scores high 90s in rotten tomatoes yeah i think it's currently sitting at 99 percent on yeah. rotten tomatoes from the reviews from the festivals but i'm really looking forward to aquafina's aquafina's performance as well because it seems a lot it seems completely different to what she played in crazy rich asians Yes, 100%. It's a lot more subdued and a lot more real. And um, I'm really looking forward to see what 
what she does in this film and what this means for her future career because I think she's got she's got a good future ahead of her yeah I've, I've heard rumours that this is a, a real fine performance from her um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her in it um, studio wise this is going to be brought to you by uh, A24 who mm. have brought out a lot of hard hitting <laughs> dramas a, we're going to be talking about, a lot about them on this show yeah, yeah. definitely um, and it's directed by Lulu Wang as well uh, and this is uh, due to be released in the UK on the 20th of September 2019 one thing I would like to say is I would love to see this heavily evolved, involved in award season simply because of the budget I don't know if you guys have seen the budget for this was only 3 million US dollars um, which is an incredibly small budget compare that to the likes of Scorsese's Irishman which I think the budget was like 159 million so if this could do well at, in the award season I think it would be great but like um, Ranjit said I, 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 Aquinfina. Um, it will be, if I've said her name correctly there, <laughs> I've, I've probably said it Aquafina. wrong. Aquafina. Uh, Aquafina, yeah. Um, this could be, I thought she was fantastic in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. This could be a springboard for bigger and better things. I think she's going to be involved in award season, even if the film is is not itself. Um, the next film, Craig, what are we having a look at next? It's uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, so this this has another name, doesn't it, Ranji? Yeah, in the UK, I believe it's being released as Le Mans 66. Yeah, mm. which is the the name of the race that they partake in yeah. in, in this film. Uh, Ranji, do you want to give us a little bit of the synopsis about this film? Sure. So it's based on the remarkable true story of the visionary American car designer Carol Shelby, who's played by Matt Damon, and the fearless British-born driver Ken Miles, played by Christian Bell, who together battled corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford Motor Company and take on the dominating race cars of Enzo Ferrari at the 24 hours of Le Mans in France in 1966. So this this is a, a trailer that we watched last night, actually. I hadn't seen this one. I don't know about you guys, but uh, when I first saw it, I was, like, I was blown away, actually, by the sort of... The era that it's set in, yeah. first of all, and and then obviously Matt Damon's performance and then Christian Bale's performance in the film, playing a British-born yeah. car. We're, uh, we're so used driver. to seeing him playing Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird seeing him. Yeah. And he is obviously British-born uh, anyway. He's Welsh, isn't he, I think? So yeah. he's, he's, he's almost like this is his real accent almost. Mm-hmm. But because we've all seen him play Americans, this isn't his normal yeah. thing that you see him at. So yeah, I'm interested, I'm intrigued. And uh, as it's based, as you said, on the remarkable true story, um, it's something that, you know, a lot of, it's Oscar bait, essentially. Yeah, you know, it it's, you know, yeah, a I true mean, story. Biopics, true stories always do well at the Academy Awards. What really struck me is it had a real feeling of the aviator um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if you yeah, looked at yeah. visually, it seemed to have a real the way it was shot um, obviously similar period as well you know it's got a good cast it looks well shot it actually looks like it's got really good special effects the, the thing is with, 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 a, with a car film if you can make the audience feel like they're heavily involved in the races in the middle of it um, obviously it's, it's blessed with a brilliant cast with um, Matt Damon and Christian Bale it's going to be very very interesting actually um, in a number of the films we're talking about today to see um, where potentially Matt Damon and Christian Bale could be nominated because one of them is obviously going to go for lead and one of them will yeah. go for support. Depending on which way that pans out, it will be very, very interesting. We were talking earlier, Craig. Isn't it amazing that Christian Bale every year is involved in in, in the Oscars and he looks totally different to how he did when he was playing Dick Cheney and was obviously rightly nominated for Best Actor last year. The film has a very, very big budget, $97.6 million US dollars, which is vastly, well, it's $93 uh, million more than uh, the farewell <laughs> so um, it's a completely different type of film if you fancy it's 33 to 1 with the bookmakers which obviously doesn't mean it's without a chance it's the kind of film that I think is certainly in line for a nomination I'm not sure it's necessarily going to be a best picture winner but um, it's at that sort of price it certainly has a chance of being nominated and it's one to, to monitor in the betting going forward in award season if it starts to gather a bit of momentum um, a period piece it's something that potentially could do quite well in the award season yeah, I definitely. think he could possibly get a direct nomination from mm. James Mangold because he's been on, he's had a really good run recently. He's coming off Logan to direct this. Yes. yes. And, you know, Logan was really well received by both fans and comic book fans. It was much more than just your average comic book film. So I think the Academy will be focusing on James Mangold and it could very well be his best director, his first director mm. nomination. Mm. I'm surprised that Logan wasn't, anywhere near the Oscars to yeah, be honest with you it's I a mean, shame it really is Joker which we're going to be talking about yeah. a bit later on is in this race yeah. and I could feel that Logan was 
could be on par with Joker in in, in yeah, a certain agree, way yeah. in, in in terms of visual and drama based superhero movies. Um, so it would be interesting to to see and compare Joker with that later on. Um, but anyway, Ford versus Ferrari. It's directed, as you said, by James, James Mangold, and uh, the studio's uh, 20th Century Fox, which is actually now owned by Disney. So this is Disney's um, placement for uh, an Oscar bait kind of movie, I guess. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Yes, I think we should. Um, it's already been out. It's been out for quite a while. It's it's probably out on DVD by now, I would have thought. Uh, not quite. Not quite. Um, but it's Rocket Man. Um, it was produced by Paramount Pictures. Uh, it starred Taron Egerton, uh, obviously, as Elton John. Um, and I just think this is a film that it's one of my outsiders um i I personally don't think it's going to get a best picture nomination but i think you'd be silly to ignore it looking at how well bohemian rhapsody did because bohemian rhapsody was a massive price it was like 33 to 1 going into the oscar race and then it very nearly um having won at the golden globes it was it it gathered a huge amount of momentum going into the into the oscar race so you'd be you'd be stupid to ignore um rocket man me and craig have both reviewed this on on the main show um we were very impressed actually weren't we I don't think we did um, review it on the main show, did we? Did we not? No, no, this was on the, the cinema review show. Oh, so I, Craig yeah, reviewed it. Again, I'm, I'm mixing two great podcasts <laughs> to make a super podcast yes. once again. But no, Craig uh, reviewed it with the fabulous Daniel Bailey, I believe. Yes, What, is, what did you think of it, Craig? No, no, uh, da- da- Daniel and I both really loved this film. Um, it's... It was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. We both came to that conclusion because Bohemian Rhapsody um, had a lot of issues in terms of its musical content, its structure in terms of story. It didn't really follow the historical biopic of Queen. It followed uh, it followed Freddie Mercury as a uh, in, ter- in 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 terms of the biopic, and it wasn't aiming for that. So it got it it, it was lost. It was very it was really yeah. lost. Um, whereas Rocket Man, it really was held together. It knew exactly what it was supposed to be. It was a musical rather than and than you know performances performed within the film like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it really knew exactly what it was supposed to be, and it was directed by Dexter Fletcher, who is also what's he directing next again? He's on the directing Sherlock Holmes 3. That's it. Yeah. So he's actually really coming up very fast as a director. Yeah. Now. He started off as an actor. Yeah, he's had a great career. And yeah. he wasn't getting many roles. And then he decided, well, I'm going to become a director. And, and now here he is. He's, he's, he's having a really great career. Uh, obviously worked with Taron Egerton a few times before. I think the last time was with... Um, the I can't remember what it's called now, so that's really bad. It was the one where uh, Billy the Eagle, no, not Eddie Billy, the Eddie the Eagle, yeah. there Eddie the Eagle. Of course. <laughs> How did I forget that? Um, so we did, that was a, that was a really well received film as well, um, and I would like to see this nominated definitely. Yeah, what I th- what I will say about this film is what I thought this did better than Bohemian Rhapsody was it really dealt with the heavy stuff, um, so it really dealt with Elton John's um, battles with addiction and mental health and some of the struggles he had in his not so much in his professional career because he was smashing out of the park wherever he went (laughs) apart from when he's you know the drink and the drugs got a little bit on top of him but if to me the the perfect film would be a a culmination of bohemian rhapsody and rocket man for me the music of bohemian rhapsody with some of the heavy hard-hitting stuff of rocket man merged together a bit like those two podcasts for a super film if you fancy rocket man you can get 22 to 1 um in my opinion that's that's a ludicrous price this should be more like 66 to 1 um i i don't think it would be nominated um and i certainly don't think it would win so i I wouldn't go near it 22 to 1 um one film that i would go near is the next one we're going to touch upon yes and that is ad astra um i have to say i have not been more excited for a film of this type for a long long time craig knows that i don't like my sci-fi kind of movies but i saw a trailer for this in imax and i was absolutely blown away and I mean my jaw near enough hit the floor well do you want to give our listeners a bit of a synopsis about this yes I can so uh, Ad Astra is about astronaut Roy McBride who is played by the brilliant Brad Pitt he travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his missing father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of our planet his journey will uncover secrets that challenge the nature of humans, human existence and our place in the cosmos and um, that that really is <laughs> yeah. a great synopsis. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm looking forward to this the most 
out of everything on this list that we're about to talk about. You know what? I think so as well. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's got the real feel of Interstellar. Yeah, I think it's what Interstellar wanted to be. I think it's going to go a bit further than Interstellar, and probably just be, be a bit better executed than Interstellar was. I still love Interstellar, but I think this just from the trailer alone, I think it, it might be a bit better than Interstellar. And it looks like it's going to be Brad Pitt's maybe his career best in, uh, performance. Oh, which really? Is, which is saying something. Yeah, really I mean, is. he looks incredible. I mean, in the trailer Brad, Brad Pitt potentially is going to ha- he could have two nominations this yeah. year um, obviously for Ad Astra and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, I mean this is a film that is going to be involved in award season I mean best cinematography best product design best original score sound editing sound mi- uh, sound mixing best visual effects um, to name a few um, I mean do I think it can can get a best picture nomination absolutely 100% yes when I saw this on IMAX it just looked a astonishing it it looked like an interstellar but on steroids and it just looked so crisp and clear and you it was shot in imax for imax wasn't it it was shot yes yes yeah Yeah, and uh, i think a lot of it was shot in 35 millimeter as well um you can really see that in from the trailer as well you can really see the graininess uh and the real beautiful depth uh that the the cinematographer has gone to in creating something that looks fantastic um so this is actually being released on the 20th of september 2019 in the united kingdom uh so that's literally uh friday uh coming um uh but however cineworld are doing early uh releases i think is it is that what it is ranji because i think it's out on wednesday the 18th yeah, so can... yeah there'll be preview showings on wednesday and then i think it officially comes out on friday so if you are excited as we are to see this movie, get yourself booked in for Wednesday the 18th because I think it's going to really make some big waves at the Oscars. Absolutely. Get yourself to your nearest IMAX to watch it because I think it's going to be a real IMAX event. Yeah, visually it looks stunning. But the soundtrack as well, I've seen two or three different trailers for this film and I think the soundtrack um, looks brilliant. And like any 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 film of its kind, I think it's going to be involved like First Man was um, for sound editing, sound, mix, sound mixing, um, best visual effects as well. I mean, if you do think Ad Astra has a chance of a best picture, it's 25 to 1. It is one of the more uh, outside chances. But I, I really think this is what, going into this season's Oscar race, this is one of the films that I'm more positive about um, than, than any other. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I think it's got a great chance. I, I really can't wait to see it. Mm. Uh, the studio who uh, brought us uh, many Disney film is now 20th Century Fox. Uh, so that's for, for Ad Astra. Uh, it's directed by James Gray, if we hadn't mentioned that yet. Um, and I think that's all we need to say for Ad Astra, really. Uh, what's next? Craig, next is Little Women. Um, it's 20 to 1 with, with the bookmakers. I think I'll let you talk about this because the first thing that strikes you about this film is not only is it's got a fantastic director in Greta Gerwig, but it has got probably the cast of the year. Of, of all the films, looking at the cast, it yeah, is fairly well, sensational. Yeah, we've got Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, uh, Eliza uh, Scallon, Timothy Charlemagne, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, uh, Bob, who I can't pronounce his surname. Odin, 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 Kirk, there we go. Uh, um, yeah, so it is a really massive cast, uh, and as you said, Greta Gerwig is is directing this, um, and the, the trailers that we've seen so far yeah. really look fantastic. Um, it, yeah, I mean, what is it about? Well, it's four sisters who come of age in America in the aftermath of the Civil War, and that's the only synopsis that we could find, really. Yeah. I think there's been loads of versions of Little Women, haven't there? There's yes, been there loads have. of there's films been about and TV five shows. or six. Yeah, because it's a really popular book. Um, but yeah, the trailer, I just felt like it was really empowering and it just, uh, this is going to do really well during the award seasons. Greta Gerwig is an awards favourite, so she's, she's nominated, was it last year for Lady Bird or the year before? The year before, before, that, year before. Yeah. So I think she's got an Oscar in her future and this looks brilliant. It looks like Saoirse Ronan as well, I think, could get nominated for Best Actress. Well, David, you were saying... Um, Saoirse Ronan is so overdue a win for, for Best Actress and I think what you might see with this film is is it might not necessarily get a nomination for Best Picture but there's a number of people in here and Saoirse Ronan is one of them that is really overdue an Oscar uh, Timothy Charlemagne's obviously got to be on that list as well uh, Saoirse Ronan would be one of my um, anti-post bets for for Best Actress I think she's got a great shout she's had three nominations already so this could be yeah, it this time I yeah, think it she, she's one of those people that really is due a win um, I haven't delved into that category with massive detail yet that's something we're going to be doing over the next four or five shows but um, early doors yeah Saoirse Ronan has to have a very 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 big shout it looks like a really wonderful film and when you've got 
a good script, which which this will have based on the source material, when you've got a good director and when you've got a cast of this quality, you've got all the ingredients for a best picture. Um, I, again, I don't think it's one that's. It, it, I don't think it's got a chance of winning, but at twenty to one, it's got an outside chance of a nomination. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be a real Christmas uh, hit, I think, uh, it's, as it's released in the, on the 27th of December 2019 in the UK. Uh, and this one is brought to you by Sony Pictures. Shall we move on to the next one? We shall indeed. Um, it's a film that I'm really excited about seeing. It's directed by Sam Mendes, and it is 1917. Um, at the height of the First World War, two young British soldiers, Schofield, um, Captain Fantastic's George Mackay, and Blake, Game of Thrones' Dean Charles Chapman, are given a seemingly impossible mission. In a race against time, they must cross enemy, enemy territory and deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack on hundreds of soldiers, Blake's own brother among them. Um, I've seen the trailer for this it had a real Christopher Nolan feel um, I don't Dunkirk, know if it, don't yeah, it? Very, yeah, yeah yeah very much like Nolan is obsessed with time and yeah. everything the way he broke Dunkirk the ticking in the background and everything yeah yeah the way he broke Dunkirk down into three time periods that had a real um, you know Nolan-esque feel to it but also there's been a lot of good war films based on the second world war um not so many on the yeah. first world war and this could be really really interesting um, the only one that we've seen uh is journey's end I'm journey's really, end was fantastic but that that was much more of a character study yeah, and exactly and, what i was just going to say and a psychological study on the effects of war on the human mind this does look genuinely more like a war film what do i mean by that in the sense that there's explosions there's a bit more action it's directed by sam mendez um who's brought you films like Road to Perdition, um, obviously Skyfall, uh, American Beauty. Mendez is a genius when it comes to cinematography. I know he's the director. I don't know whether he uses the same um, cinematographer in all of his films. No, but mo- this one yeah. is uh, Roger Deakins, which yeah. is probably one of the best in the business. So he yeah. just got his... Uh, Oscar last year, well, the year before for Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. So it looks incredible. I mean, visually, Sam yeah. Mendes is always known for v- really nice pieces on the eye, and this looks no different. Um, and yeah, what are we now? 2019? I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, it, I'm almost surprised this didn't come out two years ago on the 100 year anniversary of, yeah. of, 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 of 1917. Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Um, it does feel like perhaps it got caught up in productions, come out a little bit late. But, um, you know, it's 100 years, believe it or not, since, since the First World War. And it's, it's crazy to think. Um, you know 100 years since it ended and I'm really looking forward to this film what I loved about the trailer was I love how it's just sort of capturing how claustrophobic it felt it must have felt in the trenches at the the time with the the text covering the visuals and the really tight shots on the on the trenches it looks like it's going to be incredible to watch yeah it really does Um, I'm a real big fan of these sort of films and um, I'm really looking forward to it coming out it's out on the 10th of January 2020 uh, and this one is brought to you by the studio that is Universal Pictures Mm. I mean, if you fancy it, it's 12 to 1 with the bookmakers. So it's we're now into the, the first of the films that, according to the market, according to the bookmakers, people think it has a bit of a chance. I think that's a little bit short. But then again, it does come out on the 10th of January, which is right in the middle of award season. So if this film can build a bit of momentum going into it, obviously that's a UK release date, so it will have been released in the States before that. Um, like Craig said, it's brought to you by Universal um, Pictures. I mean, the kind of things it could be nominated for, definitely Best Picture, Best Director, um, and cinematography I, I mean I think if it's not in the best picture category it will certainly be in the best cinematography uh, category but certainly a film that I'm looking forward to seeing um, and at the moment these are all films that we think have a chance obviously we haven't seen them so it is a lot of speculation yeah. Yeah. and a lot of it is based on the trailer that we've seen and any news that comes out of the, fi- uh, the festivals uh, that's currently going on and with trailers you have to take those with a, lip- with a pinch of salt because as we know from many different trailers the footage that ends up in the film might not necessarily be in the trailer and the stuff that happened as in the trailer may not necessarily be in the movie and it yeah so i think <laughs> yeah i think this is definitely going to be getting a best cinematography nomination i think roger deakins is like the meryl streep of cinematography he'll always get, <laughs> yeah. he'll always get nominated I mean, meryl streep loves the academy yeah. awards i mean i'm just wondering she's actually in um little children if she can back little a women. Not, little did i say oh, little children. that is that's actually a film starring kate winslet it's a brilliant film i thoroughly recommend it just slightly <laughs> off, off but little women sorry um meryl streep it, i mean I, I wonder what price she is to bag a nut. I mean, all she has to do is turn up on set yeah, and, they, exactly. and the Academy will give her a nomination. Yep. 
Every she year. loves it. She absolutely loves it. Craig, um, the next film, if you, if you would do the honours of telling our audience a little bit about it, I think this has got an absolutely huge chance. Absolutely uh, massive. So this is A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, uh, and this is going to be released on the 6th of December 2019, which is actually my birthday. So this could be Happy a nice little treat. to Craig. Uh, this stars Tom Hanks, and it's, uh, it sees him portray Mr. Rogers. So this is a timely story about kindness, uh, and and cynicism and it's based on this true story about two friends uh, when uh, the journalist Tom Junod uh, was assigned to write a magazine uh, article about Fred Rogers um, it, it, he has to overcome this this scepticism and he has to learn about empathy kindness and decency from basically America's most beloved neighbour uh, which is obviously Mr Rogers um, so David you had a really good fact about this film don't you? Yeah, before I get onto that, the first thing to say is that A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood is 12 to 1 to win Best Picture at the uh, Academy Awards. But the fact is, a lot of people, if you're interested in your Oscars betting, um, will see that Tom Hanks is one of the favourites to actually win a Best Actor uh, Oscar. He's currently 9 to 2, um, along with the likes of Robert De Niro and Adam Driver. Joaquin Phoenix is a very short price favourite, actually, at 4 to 6. But he's actually not going to be in this category. Um, And the bookmakers can make a lot of money by putting actors in categories that they're not even going to go for. He's actually going to be in Best Supporting Actor. And I think he's... I mean, it's going to be a really, really strong category this year. I mean, it's a strong category every year. Um, but it's actually going to be Matthew Reese who is potentially going to be nominated for Best Actor because it's much more of a focus on the journalist's journey um, as opposed to Fred Rogers himself. So just beware. If you see trailers and you see this film and you think Tom Hanks was brilliant, just beware that he's not actually going to be going for Best Actor but Best Supporting Actor. So just just beware of that if you do fancy having a, a, a little play on on this market that'd be pretty incredible if matthew reese does get uh nominated for best actor i mean i really loved him on the show the americans i'm not sure if you guys have seen it it's one of the most underrated tv shows i think it finished about two years ago about six seasons it was brilliant and he was so good on that tv show um so it'd be really cool if he he does get nominated i don't know what how do you guys feel about uh, this film doing well in the UK because Mr. Rogers, I, I don't know if I missed it or not, but he wasn't very big over here. No, um, when I first watched the trailer, I was like, who is this man? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know this man whatsoever, but I'm sure it'll be a very inspiring story. Yeah. And it's it's whether or not that captures the UK audience or not. Um, if it does, if yeah, that's, that's just the only way it will do well is if it captures the, the UK audience's imagination in terms of having empathy and having that that um, that connection with, I think they've with, played with it people. smart by casting Tom Hanks because yeah, as yeah. soon as you see Tom Hanks yeah. it doesn't matter where you are in the world he's such a quality actor pumps out brilliant performances for fun that it will draw people in I've got to say I'm really really excited about this film um, and I'll explain a little bit later about why some of the more prominent films I think there's probably problems for them going into this award season I just think this has the feel of a really heartwarming and uplifting film something that we've lacked a little bit maybe in in recent years I mean last year Green Book was was sort of that wasn't it but I just think that this is potentially got a, a really good chance um i, I cer- i'm certainly hoping um it lives up to my expectations because the trailer looks looks really really good yeah the trailer looks looks like it's going to take on loads of emotions and you know it's gonna it's gonna impact you quite quite uh in a profound way so i think it, yeah i think you're right tom hanks is it's gonna bring everybody in so it's gonna do well but um you know i hadn't heard of mr rogers before this film and the documentary that came out i think last year um, about Mr. Rogers, so it'd be pretty interesting to see how it how the reaction is over here. Mm. I think the trailer when I watched that, I, I I could get a real good indication. This is going to be one of those films where you get very emotional just yeah. watching it. You, I mean, they've they've included a lot of really hardcore emotional parts in in the film, but still underplaying it in some weird way. It was like you're watching it and you're thinking, well, this is going to be a bit where you're going to start crying, but they're not giving it away, if you know what I mean. Like They're, they're really alluding to that emotional pull, and I think yeah, I think it's going to do very well in the U- United States of America, but in the UK, I'm not so sure, other than the fact, yes, that Tom Hanks is there, and he's a very recognisable actor. Uh, what is next, Ranjit? So next up is Waves. 
Waves traces the epic emotional journey of a suburban African-American family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. So this is another A24 production. So this is another going to be a very heavy movie. It's going to have uh, a lot of very, very good performances. Even from the trailer, you can see yeah. that, that it's, it looks like it's very well directed. Uh, there's, there's a lot of emotion in, in what these actors are portraying on the screen. And even just from watching the trailer, I got a real sense of believability. And you don't necessarily always get that from a trailer. Yeah. Um, they've really included some really good stuff in there. Um, yeah, I mean, the cast as well. I mean, Lucas Hedges is someone that, David, you really love, don't you? Lucas Hedges is, is superb. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's role, brilliant. He? Yeah. And he's, he's just everywhere at the yeah. moment, isn't he? He's in loads of really good quality films giving good quality performances he's he's someone that's overdue some recognition from I feel from, like it, from the for becoming male actors is him and timothy chalamet that are yeah. both on top right now yeah, good, yeah. definitely uh, who else have we got in there got sterling k brown which i love he's he's really good but i'm not uh, i'm not familiar with the other people in the film to be honest so yeah, A24 generally are pushing almost independent films, but mm. raising them up yeah. to make them more of, of, of a Hollywood kind of production almost. So it's low budget, but still pump it out so that an, an audience can actually see these films. So we've had, they've, you know, Midsummer was one that they've put out there. Uh, Hereditary was one that they put out there. There's, a, uh, you know, The Farewell, as we already, already mentioned, now this. And, you know, there's a lot more, I'm sure, that I'm probably missing there. But they are a very up-and-coming studio, without a doubt. Um, and, and from the trailer, I'm really looking forward to, to watching this film. Yeah. I mean, this is in the betting at 10 to 1, so it's obviously got a, a, a you know, a, a real shout. It's the kind of film that I keep hearing loads and loads about. If you go online and you look at Oscar 2020 predictions, it's just the kind of film that pops up here and it pops up there. And the one thing that struck me when I watched the trailer, it had a real feeling of the way it was shot and the way... Um, the, the the action was panning out and the way the character seemed to be sort of studied of moonlight yeah it had, it had it that kind that, of yeah, that, that kind of feeling it, yeah. but it just screamed oscar bait it, it really looked like a an, an oscar kind of film um just in the way it was shot the soundtrack the emotion um it's in the betting at 10 to 1 which obviously the bookmakers believe that this has a has a has a chance um and yeah i'm excited to see it and to see how it plays out on the big screen I think it maybe possibly could have another Best Director nomination because mm, yep. um, I think Trey Edward Schultz uh, directed uh, It Comes at Night before this film, yes, uh, which is a psychological horror film. He's going from that to this, which is brilliant. It's, you know, it's going to showcase his range. and Very what, diverse range, yeah. yeah. So see what yep. he can do with this because this looks like a very raw human story and it's going to be interesting to see how it yeah, plays out. Yeah, the other kind of things it could be nominated for, I mean, obviously original score, original song uh, and cinematography, uh, just by looking at the trailer, that that along with the likes of like 1917 and uh, Ad Astra, you know, this is one that could most certainly bag a, um, a Best Picture nomination. When's that out? It's November, isn't it? November 2019. So I'm, I'm hoping that will be a, a wide release um, so that we can see it here. But if not, I will definitely go further afield to see it without a doubt. David, the next one that we're going to be talking about now, you've really raved about this one to me. Um, what is it? So, Craig, it is Just Mercy. And Just Mercy shadows world-renowned civil rights defence attorney Brian Stevenson as he recounts his experiences and details the case of condemned death row prisoner whom he fought to free. Uh, the film actually focuses on Walter McMillan, who in 1987 was sentenced to die for the notorious murder of an 18-year-old girl despite the preponderance of evidence proving his innocence and the fact that the only testimony against him came from a criminal with a motive to lie. The first thing to say about this film is I think this has got an absolutely massive shout in the Oscars this year. It just, when I saw the trailer, I saw it in the betting, uh, I think it's around 10 to 1, I just saw the trailer and I thought, oi oi, here we go, get the wheelbarrows, polish the shovel, <laughs> let's get down to the local gambling establishment and let's get stuck into this. Because I think this just looks, the story, the plot, um, the way it's shot, the, and just from the trailer, it reminds me of Green Book, last year it's going to be a film that's going to get people talking we're, we're looking at a, a black man on death row who has been wrongly convicted we're looking at you sort of um your green mile kind of film yeah 
that's going to be a tearjerker. It's going to get people talking about the civil rights movement again. It's going to get people talking about modern um, racism in America. It's going to get people talking about politics. It's probably going to get people talking about Brexit, knowing the modern climate. But <laughs> it's it's going to get people talking. Jamie Jamie Fox and Michael B. Jordan both look superb in this. I can see them. Brie Larson as well. Brie Larson. Uh, it just looks like a fantastic film. And I'll say a little bit more later why I fancy it. Because some of the films in front of it, I think are going to have problems in the award season and it could be a bit like Green Book. Green Book wasn't really in the award season last year and then it just popped up out of nowhere. It was all about Roma. It was all about A Star Is Born and then hey-ho, here we go. Green Book pops up and loses me a lot of money, but never mind. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just think Just Mercy from the trailer, I can't wait to see this film. It comes out in the UK on January the 24th, right in the middle of um, when the the award season. I just think it's going to have a massive, massive, massive shout and I think 10 to 1 is a great price. And if you fancy um, having a bet this early, I would. This is this is one of the films that I think could be of interest. Would you recommend having a bet this early? I wouldn't. <laughs> um, um, it's this early. It's it's very very tough. You know, at the moment these films aren't out. A lot of it's on speculation. We haven't had that many award seasons, but. If you do fancy an early bet, this is one of the ones that would interest me at 10 to 1. I just think it looks like a best picture film. From your experience, Mm. obviously last year you went early, didn't you, with A Star Is Born? And you've learned from that, I'm guessing. I was so... Last year was a real tragedy, really, for me. I was so invested financially into A Star Is Born from a very, very early stage. And I saw A Star Is Born go from 13 to 2 all the way into even money. And I was thinking, I am in to make a small fortune here. And just going into the Golden Globes, it looked like the one to beat. And then it just didn't win a single award. You know what? I can see an Oscar bait film being made here of you. (laughs) 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 Putting all his money on A Star Is Born. A a breakdown happening. Well, it was a bit of a breakdown thankfully i managed to follow the market and make quite a bit of money back on various other categories which got me out of trouble really but you know things like special effects costume design original soundtrack best actress with olivia coleman um got me out of trouble really uh, glenn close was about one to ten going into the night and olivia coleman was 11 to two got me out of bother there but early doors you know maybe a small a small bet for a bit of fun it's certainly not something to shovel on because last year i was adamant and i mean adamant yeah. that a star is born was going to win and it looked like the, the film to be and then it ju- it just lost so much momentum i think what all just mercy has going for it as well is that it's we saw this last year it's it's going up against we're going to talk about two big netflix films mm. and this isn't a netflix film no. and a lot of people there was a lot of articles that came out saying that green book won because it was the vote for cinema and it was yeah. the vote against netflix mm. so this could have that backing again behind it and it could it could make it win again for very, best picture very good point yeah. and obviously spielberg is one of those people who are, yeah. is thoroughly behind the cinema versus netflix debate um he is really pushing for the cinema to mm. be yeah. exclusive to cinematic releases now it <laughs> it's interesting that there are some, obviously as we said Netflix films going to be talked about in the next few films coming up um, and Netflix are having a theatrical release for The Irishman they did have a theatrical re- release for Roma as well con, though, but it's a con it is a con absolutely yeah. right David it yeah. is a con because they will have maybe one or two screenings yeah. somewhere so in LA so they can qualify for awards exactly so it is very much so a con maybe they'll take that on board this year with The Irishman and maybe give it a slightly wider release um, yeah, just possibly, so that they yeah. can claim that it's been in the cinema I'm also really looking forward to seeing how uh, the director, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, directs his film because he's, his next film after this is an MCU film. It's mm. the Shang-Chi film. And yeah. he's an Asian-American director. So it's going to be, be quite interesting to see how his voice comes through this film. And, you know, because the film is uh, uh, predominantly about uh, an African-American story. Um, so that's, that's going to be quite interesting to see how that through his lens and how he brings that story to life. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. One other, one other thing I just wanted to quickly say about why I fancy this film, just briefly, the, the next few films that we're going to be touching upon are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Joker and Marriage Story. And each of those films, whilst I think they've got a good chance of being nominated, I have very value, valid reasons as to why I don't think they, or as to why I think they might not win Best Picture. Marriage Story and The Irishman being Netflix films. Yeah. So, I, I mean... 
Spielberg nearly exploded last year. Yeah. He was going completely <laughs> mad. He was as red as hell about um, Netflix films being nominated for Academy Awards. So you take Marriage Story and The Irishman out. You take The Joker out because it's an, a, an MCU film. And oh, correct, Ooh, correction, correction. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. I, I am a buffoon of the highest order. <laughs> I have made myself look like an idiot on this podcast. DC, um, but. You know that 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 makes it problematic in the yeah. race. I mean, look at the Dark Knight; that couldn't get a Best Picture uh, nomination. I know, again, it's a, it's, it's it a different, it, it, but it should have. Yeah. Um, but you've got the Irishman, you've got Marriage Story. So I just think at ten to one, I just think this is a really really interesting film, and I'm hoping that it's involved in the Oscar um, race. Otherwise, I've made myself look like a bit of a fool and just choked live <laughs> on the podcast. So there we go, folks. And you haven't put any money on it, just to clarify. Either, Not yeah. yet, no. Does that mean you're going to shovel on it, even though I, you don't I, recommend I, it? I don't know. I've managed to... I've persuaded myself maybe it is worth a small punt after, no. after today's recording. No, please, no. <laughs> oh, Ranji, what's the next film on the list? Right, so next we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is Quentin Tarantino's ninth feature film. Um, it's a story that takes place in Los Angeles in 1969 at the height of hippie Hollywood. The two lead characters are Rick Dalton, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. At former so- he's a former star of a Western TV series and his longtime stunt double, Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt. Both are struggling to make it in a Hollywood that they don't recognise anymore. But Rick has a very famous next door neighbour, Sharon Tate. So we've seen this film, David and I. You yeah, haven't actually I have, seen I have this yet, have you? Yet, no. Uh, so David and I really, really, really loved this film. Um, there was a, a, a few issues surrounding it in terms of pace. Um, however, if you know the backstory to Sharon Tate and you know how Quentin Tarantino kind of works in the sense that there's a piece of factual history history and he places a fictional story surrounding that point in time then you will understand how this film is working and why it's doing these things and the tension that is building and from doing that and from understanding those things you really get a a kick out of this film and those people that don't understand it are coming out of that film really disliking it now in terms of Oscars David you had a really good point that you said to me earlier I just think of all the films we will be discussing today this is the biggest banker for a best picture nomination Uh, I just think it's an absolute I cannot fathom a planet or a world where this doesn't receive a Best Picture nomination. I'm not saying I think it's going to win Best Picture, but I just think, to me, this is going to be the A Star is Born of last year. I think it's going to get nomination after nomination after nomination. I think loads of um, awards are going to say, you know, well done, you deserve a a nomination here. I I don't think it's going to win many, but for Best Picture, I think it's an absolute shoo-in for a nomination, 100%. Do you you think it is because of that two-hour beginning half where there's a lot that goes on but not a lot at the same time its pace is a real issue i think with this film and i i have this feeling that it's gonna it's 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 because of that that the the awards aren't going to come for it because there are going to be a lot of people who are going to say that this could have shaved at least an hour off its running time pace is one one problem it's going to have and it's also going to have the problem that it's come out very very early for an award season it came out on the 14th 14th of August in the United Kingdom I know that because it was a day before my birthday Um, and that's early for for an awards it's not impossible I mean we saw Black Panther last year get a best um, picture nomination that was out way way earlier than that and it was out really early in the year it was almost a year before the actual awards last year but um i i think the reason it's going to struggle to win a best picture is because it, it because of the pace the time it's come out and also the pace yes i think the last 45 minutes of this film is fantastic i think the whole film is fantastic but for a best picture it's it's a little bit too long and it struggles in terms of the pace it's certainly going to get um i I'm, well i'm pretty certain um dicaprio will get a best actor nomination um there's loads of stuff it could get nominated for. Cinematography, co- costume design um, is is one that I think it will really be up there. Because like I said, Tarantino hasn't made a film here. He has built a time machine. Yeah. You are literally transported into 1969 Hollywood. Visually, you know, I want to see this get stuff for um, cinematography. I want to see it get stuff for costume design, um, editing as well. It's 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 a masterpiece in terms of filmmaking, but I it's a shoe in for a nomination for Best Picture, but I don't think it's a Best Picture winner. It would I would be opposing it to win Best Picture at the Oscars. And the Academy love films that uh 
you know showcase how great mm. Hollywood is. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, of they? course so, they do. Yeah. So that's 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 what you know. This this has that going for it. So oh, you know, definitely. La La Land was beloved, wasn't it? Yeah. So, oh, it's nostalgic for Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting from the trailer. I still haven't seen the film, but. Yeah. No, definitely. You're absolutely. You're, you're bang on the buck with that one. Definitely. Um, this one is brought to you by the studio that is Columbia Pictures. Now, are they Sony? Or does, I believe they are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is sort of another one for Sony Pictures. Then, um, shall we move on to another? Yes. One? And I was just going to say, if you do fancy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards, you can get as big as eight to one with Ladbrokes. And believe it or not, it's always important to look around for value because it's as short as four to one with some other bookmakers. But if you do fancy, it, you can get eight to one. But in my opinion, I don't think this will win best picture but shoe in for a nomination yeah 100% I mean if you can put a bet on for who's going to get nominated you can't if you could I would be evacuating my bank account because <laughs> I think it's an absolute banker but I just think there's there's a few problems with it and it, the pace is the problem if this won best picture people will be saying it was too boring it was too boring it shouldn't but it's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece of filmmaking I can see it being nominated yeah. in multiple multiple yeah. categories actually I wanted to say another, another slight thing about it I think critically it's, it's done very very well but I yes. think audience wise there's a, there's a lot of audience that are going into it blind and coming out very disgruntled. And I think that's that that's where it doesn't have it going for it. Yeah. It, it won't get any audience choice awards or anything like that, yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I, I think, but critically, I think it will certainly win maybe one or two. I'm hoping maybe it might win an Oscar. We never know. Anyway, The Irishman, that's the next one on our list. Now, David... Um, this this has a huge budget, doesn't it? It does. It has. It, it, believe it or not, this is. If you if you like Martin Scorsese, then get excited <laughs> yeah. because this has a ludicrous budget. No, none less than one hundred and fifty nine million dollars. And I mean. I am so excited for this film. I mean, just listen to the cast. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci. I mean, wow. And this is the first time Al Pacino's ever worked with Scorsese, believe it or not. One of the best directors and one of the best actors ever. First time they come together. Obviously, this isn't the first time De Niro's worked with Scorsese or Pesci. Um, but this this has... I'm baffled as to why a budget well, it's, of this size has gone straight to Netflix. It, I just... I'm perplexed, if I'm honest. I believe a lot of it must be for the de-aging technology that they're using for... Um, <laughs> yeah, they need a lot of de-aging yeah. technology, and I want <laughs> yeah. to touch upon that, yeah. about whether the fact that the cast is... Has this film possibly come just a little bit too late for these stars? Are they a little bit too old? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen what the de-aging technology looks like, but that would be my biggest fear. Are they taking people who no doubt can still act but are they asking them to play roles that potentially they're now too old for that would be my biggest concern with this film I think that that sort of question could have been asked about Captain Marvel in terms with Samuel Jackson playing a a role where he was what 20 years younger um, and they've managed to de-age him and actually when you watch that you don't think that he's an old man it's done very very well very tastefully now if Netflix have managed to achieve that with with this with The Irishman um, then I think they've got a really really great film on their hands but if they do not hit the mark with visually being able to interpret what a old person moving like a young person yeah. in terms of acting, if they do not master that and they do not get the visual state of his face right into all that sort of stuff, it's going to fail yeah. big time. I think that's where Captain Marvel, you could sometimes see when uh, Samuel Jackson was running around, you could yes. see that you know it's older Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he's a bit slower, a yeah, bit more. Yeah. yeah, you're right with that, definitely. Um, so what is the film about? Well, I shall tell you what the film is about. Uh, now in his old age, World War II veteran and former mafia hitman Frank Sheeran reflects on the moments that defined his mob career, especially his role in the 1975 disappearance and murder of Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, so it's a gangster film, essentially, at the end of the day. And it, with a budget that size, a gangster film with that budget interesting yeah obviously de-aging most of the budget is going I mean, on that i reckon it took a lot of money to get joe pesci out of retirement so, True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that, how much of the 140 yeah, exactly. odd million has gone to joe pesci <laughs> yeah, exactly. that would be interesting to know either the money was really good or the script was great to get joe pesci back so either way i'm happy for him to be back yeah. in this film i'm really looking forward to this mm. yeah i mean it's 
it just screams Oscars, you know, best, best director, best actor, best supporting actor. I mean, you've got De Niro in there who could obviously bag a best actor nomination. You've got Al Pacino for best supporting actor. You've got Joe Pesci possibly for, for best supporting actor, um, best makeup and hairstyling. That's obviously, this has got to be in there for in the Academy Awards in that category. Um, we haven't seen it, but you would think if they're de-aging, I mean, it does look like they've done a fairly good job with that. Again, you could see this getting a best visual effects. Um, the, the question is, there is no doubt that this is going to be a superb film. If it's anything like Goodfellas, it's going to be a masterpiece, but it's straight to Netflix. Roma, um, apparently, <laughs> was a very good film, but it couldn't bag the best picture uh, at, the, at the Academy Awards. So what why is the Irishman going to be different? Why is necessarily the Irishman going to break that trend and win Netflix its its first Best Picture Oscar? Well, you would suggest the budget and, and the quality of the cast and the quality of the direction. Put it this way, if the Irishman can't win Best Picture, then Netflix is going to struggle, isn't it? Well, certainly they've already been struggling in terms of, of where their finances are yeah. going. Um, as I've, I've mentioned on previous episodes of the podcast, Netflix do not have any other revenue streams other than people that pay to watch what is on Netflix. Um, Amazon Prime have lots of other revenue sources to be able to funnel money into their projects. Uh, it's the same with Apple as well, who, as we will talk about, yeah. I'm sure, on the Cinema Review cinema review Show, the Cinema at Home section of Is It Worth It with yourself, Ranji, later on. Um, that, you know, Apple TV will, or Apple TV Plus, isn't it, will also play upon having multiple other revenue streams coming in to be able to, to funnel it straight into their, their productions. And I've also heard that they don't really care about the cost of Apple TV Plus because what they're doing is is giving it away for free. With If you buy an iPod, an iPhone, an Apple Mac, any Apple TV, oh, they'll give okay. it away for free for a whole year. Yeah. So what they are trying to do is, is bring people in to actually be a part of that service. So Netflix has got a, a hell of a lot of competition coming its way next year or end of this year really Uh, and if they do not pull off an Oscar win here I think they're going to be in big trouble big big trouble yeah, but like you say, for them, an Oscar win would, would be massively beneficial. Oh, huge! And they've done hugely. so well. I mean, for this to go straight to Netflix, I don't know whether it's... Well, it's straight to Netflix because, because they are funding it. Yeah. It's, it's their property. Yeah. So where else would they put it? Yeah. I mean, for them, it's it's, it's massive. Uh, but like you said, it, like, and we both said, if, if, if this can't win, then they are on a spot of bother. Definitely. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about The Irishman? Or are we all good there? We are good, I believe. Yeah, I think so. so I think it's the big one in terms of um, um, comic book movies making an entrance. Uh, Ranjit, would you like to take this one? Yes, I'll take this one as I'm the big DC fan here at the table. <laughs> so Joker centers around the iconic arch nemesis and is an original standalone fictional story not seen before on the big screen. Todd Phillips' exploration of Arthur Fleck, who is brilliantly portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix, is of a man struggling to find his way in Gotham's fractured society. So this is the big one, the big DC film, Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, well, Warner Brothers haven't been doing very well recently, have they? Let's put it mildly that way. Yeah. Um, now, as you are the big DC fan, please explain how this film sits within the wider DC universe. So that's the thing. It doesn't. So it's not connected to the Batman, uh, so Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Justice League, that that franchise so this um todd phillips recently also said that this is not going to meet robert patterson's batman either so it's gonna it's a standalone film i think it's very much you know just a a really deep character study of what of who and what the joker is um and as you can see in the synopsis i just read that there's no mention of batman at all um so it is very much going to be focused on joker and uh, I think there is Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, um, in the film as well. And there's a young Bruce Wayne. But um, it's not going to be connected to Wonder Woman or Shazam or Aquaman. Um, so it really does sit on its own. And then it, it, th- th- in that vein as well, then, it makes you wonder where Warner Brothers are going in terms of bringing out movies that were part of an interconnected cinematic universe, just like Marvel do. They are they are struggling big time in that yeah, sense. I mean, and and I, I 
I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, are, are, are we going to get a, a, a interconnected universe that actually works, or are they just going to strip it all back? Everything doesn't connect anymore, which is a shame because Wonder Woman, fantastic. Yeah. Man of Steel as well. Henry Cavill's Man of Steel was brilliant, um, and it's going to be a shame to have those. I think that's the way they're going. I think Joker's going to be really successful. They're looking at a hundred million dollar opening weekend, which is more than what Justice League did, which is crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think this is the way. Warner Brothers and DC are going to move forward. They're going to keep it separate. They're just going to let directors come in and make their own visions for these films, which obviously can will can work, and yeah. you know it's proven with with Joker already. Um, but you know, as a as a DC fan, who's been reading comics his whole life, is you know I've always wanted to see my favorite characters on screen together. Um, and you know, Marvel has been so successful with that, so it's a little frustrating for me to see that they can't replicate that success. Yeah, but you know, it's, if we get separate. Uh, films that aren't connected but they still are you know represent the characters well and you know are well executed films I'm still happy with that but I would you know it's a shame I would like to see it all connect in some way um, but you know the, the big news over the weekend is that Joker won the uh, Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival which is insane I mean yeah top but, top top prize yeah considering last year it was uh, it was uh, Roma that won it and then the year before that was Shape of Water so yeah. Shape of Water obviously went on to win Best Picture at the yeah. Academy Awards. So indication um, that the, yeah. this yeah. has some serious potential. Yeah, David, um, do you want to talk about the betting part? Yeah, I mean the Joker is six to one in most places, but it's as short as two to one with Betway. And what that basically means is that the bookmakers really do believe that this has a a real chance of. It's one of the favourites. It, it's 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 right up there with with the Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Marriage Story. It's right up there. It's second in the market, which means that this has a, a, a real chance it comes out in the fourth it comes out on the 4th of October in the UK and the first thing I'll say is this is going to have to be a sensational film because I, I thought the Dark Knight should have been nominated for a best picture couldn't do it Logan like you said there was loads of talk about that couldn't manage it so this is going to have to be something special the one thing I will say is Joaquin Phoenix looks incredible yeah he looks truly sensational and according to the bookmakers the Oscar is pretty much in the bag he's already odds on which basically means you know that the, the the bookmakers are pretty convinced that this this is his year um, it does look like a fairly strong category but the Joker is the kind of character that if you hit the nail on the head like Heath Ledger who won an Academy Award for his portrayal of the yeah. Joker it's such a posthumously un- as well yeah, yeah yeah it's such a unique and troubled and in depth it's like an onion the, yeah. the Joker is yeah. an onion there's so many layers to him what this film seems to be is a really in-depth hard-hitting character analysis and origin story of the joker and potentially um it's the kind of film that it could all it could be all about um joaquin phoenix but it's the sort of film that potentially could get a best picture nomination but for me again it's right up there in the forefront of the betting i don't think this is the kind of film that historically looking at it, it this is not the kind of film that would win best picture it, it just isn't yeah well, i think we're still we're still quite far away from the academy accepting comic book films yeah. or films of that genre or sci-fi films in that uh i mean black panther was nominated for best yeah, picture last yeah. year which was obviously a big step forward but it would be a it would be ground it would be a it would be a bit of a, a, you know, I'm trying to think of a word here. Groundbreaking? Groundbreaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. For, you know, a DC film to win Best Picture or for a Netflix film to win Best Picture. So that's why if you take those out of the equation, that's why I think Just Mercy at the moment is one of the more prominent frontrunners for yeah. me. One of the films that isn't on our list, that there was a lot of talk when it came out, was Avengers Endgame. Now, even if it wasn't a Best Picture nomination or a win or anything like that, which I would never actually suggest of that actually being able to win, even though it is a great film... It's still not an Oscar bait kind of film, but it's 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 Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in that film yeah. that a lot of people were talking about getting a, 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 a nomination and possible win for best actor. And I think there's no chance for that, especially since since uh, Joaquin Phoenix is portraying Joker, yeah. and uh, a lot of the uh, talk about Joaquin Phoenix picking that up. And I think, yeah, D- Downey Jr. will not get nominated at all. I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, Joker is just one of those characters where. The, the people that we've seen portray him on screen so far have been completely different to each other. Mm. So it's going to be. It's gonna, I really can't wait to see how Joaquin Phoenix plays this this version of the Joker, because, like I said, it's not. This isn't a story from the comics. There's never been an Arthur Fleck in the comics. This is completely brand new. Mm. So and it seems to focus. The, the trailer seems to lead me down the perception that it's focusing very much on his mental health. Yeah, he seems to be a man on the brink. When, when I watched his portrayal, he looks like. 
someone who is basically mad, psychotic, on the brink of of, of madness, and he he looks so he just looks great. There's so much depth in his in his um, in his facial expressions and his physicality and some of the dancing that he does and the use of makeup. Yeah, I'm really really excited about this film. As you know, I'm not really into MCU or DC. Um, isn't it bizarre? Two of the films that I'm most looking forward to seeing are Ad Astra and The Joker, yeah. which are normally films that I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be excited about seeing but i think the fact that it won the golden lion at the venice um film festival that's their top prize that is huge if you're into looking at where awards go that is massive uh, and that obviously means that the joker is very much a live contender um for best picture at, at, at the academy awards yep and, and then segueing straight into the next one then is is the next uh, the netflix film that we have been uh, speaking about uh, and it's marriage story and uh, this is coming out on the 6th of november 2019 and that's in the US, we're not 100% sure on the UK date there, um, but this is starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, and it sees uh, a very indecisive and compassionate look at uh, a marriage that seems to be breaking up and a family sort of staying together. And when we've seen the trailers, two trailers that are out. There's one from the point of view from Adam Driver's character. There's one from the point of view of Scarlett Johansson's character. And you get a real sense that this is a very raw and... Yeah, and, and very human story. But... Exactly. Very human story at what it's like to be in a marriage. And the the good things, the bad things, uh, and, and then everything in between. And what road are they going down? And I, I, I like the look of it. But is it Oscar bait? Is it an Oscar film, David? I don't think so. I mean, I've got to say, a film, no matter how good it is, a film about marriage or the breakdown of marriage on Netflix, to me, I was I was baffled when I saw this at the head of the market. So it's four to one favourite. So if you think the bookmakers know what they're talking about, at the moment, this is favourite. Marriage Story is favourite to win the Academy Award for Best Picture uh, at the Oscars. And it... I mean, look at the budget, 8.6 million. It would be bizarre, wouldn't it, if Netflix, having pumped all that money into The Irishman, end up picking up an Academy Award for Marriage Story. Look, I'm not 100% sure why it's at the head of the market, but the bookmakers make a lot more money than I do, so they clearly know what they're doing. Um, If you look online, there is a lot of Oscar buzz around this. It could be a best picture if it really is that hard-hitting, gritty character analysis where you feel like you're with them and you're every single second of that film you're on that journey with them i think i think that that's what the trailer the trailer does imply yeah. i think that you're going to get that feeling you're going to really see the ups and downs of the whole life and their, their marriage and everything um but i think you're right david i, I don't know i just i just can't see this winning best picture too yeah. i just can't see it's, it. it it's 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 a bizarre race you've got lots of films that yeah. are very closely matched in terms of price um i think i think one thing you did say to me yesterday is that the market is constantly changing and by today which we looked at this yesterday yeah. this could be completely different yeah. and the it mo- depends on people where people are, are funneling their money yeah, as, it, as it, you have said to me yeah, this, it, you know. it doesn't this is a very volatile market it doesn't take a lot of money on a particular film to move it um and also the, the, the market is just starting to take shape as more and more awards for example the Screen Actors Guild the Producers Guild of America well the PGA is the main um pointer towards best picture so once these and the nominations for the globes and all of these things and the oscars start coming in that's when the market will start to take shape at the moment it's still incredibly volatile it wouldn't take a lot of money to move it but marriage story is the four to one favorite but for me this is all speculation every one of the 13 films we've only seen two or three of them so it's all speculation but for me from the trailer from what i know about the history of the academy awards i wouldn't be going near marriage story at four to one i think it would be a and speaking of trailers, I mean, I would have said that th- the Goldfinch would, was going to do well. And look at the reviews coming out. That's been from absolutely that. slammed. Absolutely. Yeah, I that really trailer did want looked to, incredible, yeah. I did want to touch upon the Goldfinch as well. And I think you've segued brilliantly into that. And the trailer for that is phenomenal. Yeah. It looks like it is one of the biggest Oscar films yeah, or Oscar bait films of the year. Looks, you know, it, just, it looks brilliant. It looks really well acted. But And then that embargo lifted. Yeah. <laughs> and the reviews, like one-line reviews on Twitter were coming forward at me. And I'm linking... I'm 
thinking, oh my God, this yeah. is a disaster. It's a real surprise. Um, and and I, I want to see it. I, I, I have this feeling that maybe they're being overly critical about it and perhaps this is actually going to be a, still a great film. There's something in it. There's something in it in terms of pace that maybe isn't working or there is something that in terms of story that isn't working, you know, despite the fact that it's an adaptation of a very um, well-renowned um, Pulitzer winner story, isn't it? Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it's really, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised, very surprised about that. And I, I, when I first saw the trailer, that was the one that I was going to say, I'm going to yeah. travel on on that. And I don't bet, but I, that was going to yeah. be my, my <laughs> phrase to, uh, that you have yeah. so wonderfully coined. Yeah. And that was going to be the thing that I was going to say. But since the embargo's lifted, I'm like, no way am I going to touch that. Has Marriage Story um, got a cinema, uh, a, a cinema release as well? It, it, it will have to yeah. to qualify for an Academy be, yeah. Award. Yeah, it will obviously at the film festivals. Yeah. It's funny and funny enough, this is actually also produced um, by Heyday Films as well as Netflix. There's multiple people producing it. My guess is that this was actually um, created by Heyday Films in, yeah, in a way, and Netflix has come later, on, yeah. and they've said this is some of their original content, yeah. which I throw up some quotation marks in the air. They like to say when they buy independent films or sort of lower budget films that need more of a market push yeah. or have nowhere to go in terms of cinema release. Now, obviously, they've picked it up and they're thinking, well, this could be Oscar bait, so it will have to have a theatrical release to be able to qualify for that, as we've established multiple times over with all the other Netflix films. Um, so that is the last film on our list, isn't it? To talk about. Was there any other films that you'd seen, any trailers or anything that you wanted to mention at all? Or I mean, obviously we have Goldfinch. Was there Jojo Rabbit? Was that one we wanted to touch yeah, on? Yeah, so Jojo Rabbit was uh, in the betting around, well, as big as 16 to 1. Uh, a bizarre looking film, um, but one that did pop into the betting. And I mean, I can't foresee it, 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 it being nominated personally, but there has been a little bit of Oscar buzz about it. Um, a few others, The Pope, um, there's been a little bit of Oscar buzz around that as well. Um, um, lighthouse, the lighthouse, the yeah. lighthouse, yeah, yeah. The trailer for that looks phenomenal. Yeah, it, it did does. win awards, didn't it? A good few months ago, I can't remember what festival it yeah. was. That it was at, but it it was got rave reviews. Yeah, uh, it's Robert Patterson and who else is in that? That's it, William yeah. William Defoe. Um, it does look absolutely brilliant, and the way it's been shot, yeah. the cinematography, everything about it is brilliant. And um, we did actually share uh, the most recent trailer for that on the Is It Worth It Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, on IGTV and. Uh, recommend that you go and go on there and have a look for it and, and watch it because it was it is a breathtaking trailer to have a look at i'd like to mention uh lucy in the sky which also looks pretty good it's uh directed by noah H- Haley. um he's the creator of legion on um on fx which is a tv show about um professor xavier's son and it's a really it's a crazy tv it's really really not your average comic book tv show it's really out there and really quite visual um so this film looks really. It stars uh, Natalie Portman, and it's about her when she uh, she she's an astronaut and she's losing touch with normal life after being in space. Um, and lo- Natalie Portman was last nominated for Jackie, and this performance looks on par with Jackie. I think it, from the trailer, she looks really good in this role. So we think either a best picture nomination, but perhaps maybe more for Natalie Portman in yeah, terms I think, of. Yeah, I think you're looking at possibly a best actress or. You know, it could be one of those films that sort of just fly under the radar. But I was really, really impressed with the trailer. I did really like it. Cool. Um, Anybody else want to mention anything before we uh, end episode one? Judy. Judy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, legendary performer Judy Garden arrives in London in the winter of 1968 to perform a series of sold out concerts paid by Rennie Zellweger. Um, Always uh, biopics always do well at the Academy Awards, so that's one of certainly of interest. Um, just yeah, the lighthouse that's been mentioned. Toy Story Four. I mean, there's been there's been talk best about best animated film, probably, best animated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, best animated definitely. Yeah, um, perhaps even Lion King. Would that come into the animated category then? I mean, yes, yes it is yeah, CGI. It, it is 100 percent CGI. It's animated, so. Yeah. so, I mean, if that's going to be in that category, best special effects, The Lion King certainly could most I, definitely I be involved. Think that would be the front runner for best um, visual effects. Yeah, simply because of the way that it was made. It's got to be, hasn't it? It has to be. I mean, if you haven't listened to our review of Lion King, take a listen to that. Um, and I very much so go into detail about how um, the entire process was done and it's absolutely incredible how they actually directed and shot and then uh, animated all of it all in one go it's it's phenomenal um, definitely have a listen to that uh, anyone else anything else 
I think they're good, aren't we? I think for an episode one, we're nearly an hour into it. Um, this is a really good start into understanding what uh, the road to the Oscars is all about and what's coming. And if you haven't seen any of these trailers, I'm, I have made a YouTube playlist, which will be in the description for this episode. So you can watch them all in order of what we're talking about. So you can maybe pause the episode when you're listening to each of them. And it's probably a very bad point to tell you that because this is at the end of the episode. So <laughs> maybe not then. Um, but you can watch all of them in one go, one by one, um, and then maybe go back and listen to what we've talked about the films. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, David and Ranjit, for joining us on this on this road to the Oscars.